0: Hi, I'm Margot.
1: Hey, I'm Abby. Thank you so much for joining us on the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We have anxiety and we believe that our anxious feelings make us stronger people. One of our superpowers is being open, loving, and curious with ourselves.
0: Yeah, we're all just doing the best we can, one moment at a time, one breath at a time. And we're so glad you're on this journey of life with us. Here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. I'm Margo. Hey, everyone. I'm Abby. Thank you so much for joining us again. Episode four. We are thrilled to have you back, and we have a great one for you today. Today's episode is going to be a little bit about our nervous system. Uh, We had gotten some awesome questions that we are still breaking down, and one of them was kind of about how our body responds to our anxiety. And so we thought that the nervous system would be a really great topic for today, but don't worry. It won't be
1: too heady or sciencey, just a little bit heady and sciencey just a smidge (laughs) smidge. Yeah. We, um, you know, we want to share this simplification, uh, one, because it fits into some of the questions that people have asked us. Um, but two, uh, Margot and I both realized that when we learned a little bit more about the physiology, um, what's happening with our nervous system, we were able to have more self-compassion for ourselves when we were having big anxious feelings. Yes, completely. It was, um, I was definitely a game changer for me, so I'm excited
0: to dive into that stuff. And just a little bit of a disclaimer, just a reminder we are not scientists, we are not neuroscientists, doctors, or psychologists. We do have a basic understanding, however, of the nervous system and that we have found super, super helpful. So, um, resources from amazing authors and speakers such as Dan Siegel, Peter Levine, Bruce Perry, Linda Graham. So, you'll hear a little bit about our background right? And, and our experiences with learning about the nervous system and how it shaped uh, our abilities to cope and accept a lot of our anxious feelings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it was something like, oh, wait, there's nothing wrong with me. This is my body's reaction to what's happening. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, now I can like check in with myself and see what's happening. So, all right. So let's start. It's permission. Start- <laughs> it's, permission. We, we, it's permission, right? Yeah. Um, so Margo and I, you know, a long time ago had been in a training where we did a breath experiment and we're not going to do it on a podcast. It would be very boring (laughs) hearing us breathe. (laughs) Um, but what, what we thought would be helpful is just explaining what it was and our experience with it, um, and how that ties into really, uh, what's going on with us when we're feeling a little anxious or a lot of anxiety <laughs> yeah
0: when we're feeling unregulated basically was is the phrase i like to go with yes. all the time <laughs> and so what i love about this experiment is that it only takes about a minute mm-hmm. and maybe it's something um cool for you all to try on your own time a little bit about this experiment is you take several breaths through your nose right so you're just going to maybe find a comfortable seat and just notice what it feels like to breathe in and out of your nose And then after you try that, maybe you try, um, breathing with just your mouth open in and out just with your mouth, or maybe you want to do the reverse actually, right? I feel like usually you do the mouth open first and then you do the nostril breathing. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you take about anywhere that's comfortable for you, 10 to 30 seconds for each part of the experiment. And then afterwards you kind of, um, notice how you felt, during each part of that experiment. How did you feel breathing just in and out of your mouth? And then how did you feel breathing in and out of your nose? Yeah. And
1: most people feel a difference, right? Like that's the first thing is most people feel a difference. What's interesting is um, a good amount of people notice they feel better breathing through their nose Um, But some people also feel better breathing through their mouth. So there's no like right or wrong way, whichever one you prefer doesn't mean there's something right or wrong with you. Um, But it's interesting to notice the experience of what happens when you breathe through your mouth. And then when you breathe through your nose, Um, because a lot of it, um, what's happening is that you are engaging different parts of your nervous system. And so, um, Margo, when you breathe through your mouth, like what do you notice in your body or in your mind?
0: I notice that I feel pretty much instantly out of breath, right. (laughs) And in my body, my mouth starts to feel really dry and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And even though my jaw sort of open a little bit, I wind up feeling a little bit more stressed out because it reminds me of like when I'm doing um, very strenuous activity, like running, which I hate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And also um, it just makes me, re- it winds up triggering feelings of like fear a little mm-hmm. bit too. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I feel like when I'm breathing hard and fast through my mouth, it's because I'm feeling a little bit unregulated or unsafe. And yeah. it so kind of reminds me of those moments in my life where I was super out of breath. And usually that's related to some kind of discomfort or trauma or not great experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, how about you? Totally. Really? Yeah. Breathing through my mouth. Um, it feels more shallow. It feels like I can't get a full breath in. Um, also breathing through my mouth. I notice feeling like tension or tingly near my heart. Um, you know, and I notice feeling like a little bit more heat by my heart area as well. And just feeling like that overall sense of discomfort. Totally. Um, What about you with your nose? How do you feel when you breathe through your nose?
0: Uh, I feel a little bit more in control Mm -hmm. when I'm breathing in and out through my nose. I feel like I have to work more mindfully when I'm actively trying to inhale and exhale just from my nostrils.
1: Yeah.
0: And because I'm being more mindful and more present with the breath, I feel a little bit safer. I feel a little bit more comfortable. Not always. I will say, and I'm glad you brought up um, that sometimes, you know, people may try this and think, wow, you know, I actually really prefer breathing in and out through my mouth. And Mm -hmm. if that's you, then that's awesome. You know, and there are some days, especially when I'm working out, when I like like sucking the air in through my mouth, right? Feeling the cold wind and then really sighing it out. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, but typically I wind up enjoying the experience a little bit more and I wind up feeling a little bit safer and more
1: regulated when I'm only breathing in and out through my nose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and totally me too. I usually feel like a, like more sense of calm. Um, I'm able to relax more Um, in a sense. My mind is, is almost wandering more, but in like a creative way, because it's just so natural and calming versus like my mind is feeling vigilant when I breathe through my mouth. Um, But the really interesting thing is when you're breathing through your mouth or your nose, like, like I said, it, it's engaging your, your nervous system and every inhale right engages your sympathetic, your fight or flight part of your nervous system, either a little bit or a lot. And every exhale engages your parasympathetic nervous system, also known as the rest and digest, either a little bit or a lot. And so when you just said, sometimes you like breathing through your mouth and you have that long sigh at the end, right? Like there's nothing wrong with breathing through your mouth, Mm -hmm. Um, but you're doing that extended exhale, which gets you into your parasympathetic nervous system. Yes, it
0: does. So, which is the like, which is the special sauce? That's
1: where we. Yes. <laughs> that's where it feels really good to be. We we want to be in rest and digestment. right? And so the thing is, like you know, our nervous systems serve us, right? When we're born, from the moment we're born, um, we are scanning the environment for cues of like safety and danger. Okay, yep. and so you know, if we're you know hanging out in the woods camping, and a bear starts Boo. chasing us. <laughs> Are we booing the bear or booing camping? I mean, both, but I actually would prefer the, I would
0: prefer the bear to camping.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, the bear is chasing you away from camping. So, gee, I guess I'm mouth breathing now. Yeah. You're mouth breathing, right? (laughs) Exactly. Your sympathetic nervous system is engaged and you are ready to either fight the bear or run away. And one of the things that's happening when this bear is chasing you is um, your body is getting ready for action. There's all this cortisol and adrenaline pumping through your body. Your senses are heightened so you can see more, you can feel more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what do, you, what do you think your mind is doing when you're running away from this bear? Trying to find safety. <laughs> It is, but are you thinking, are you like, huh, no. how do I, <laughs> right. Nope, it's- zero thoughts, it, it, except for help in. me, get me out of here as quick <laughs> right. as possible. Right. Exactly, seeking, seeking that safety. Seeking that safety. And and so, okay, so let's pretend we're in the the woods again. We're camping. You're miserable. You're like, why did you drag me here, right? Yeah. this time we hear sounds, but we don't know what those sounds are. What What is your body feeling like? My body is feeling...
0: Um, probably a little bit more steady, but maybe a little bit ready for
1: action, ready for action. Okay. So you're still a little bit ready for action. You're like, yeah, what are those sounds. Yeah. And if I'm like trying to have a conversation with you and there's all these sounds around you and you don't know what they are, are you going to be able to focus? no. Ah,
0: okay. I can barely focus when there's double sounds in any situation. (laughs) Forget about if I'm stuck in the woods at a horrible camping trip, which you've dragged me to.
1: (laughs) Well, now we know we'll never camp together. (laughs) So, right. So your mind at that point is scanning for the threat. There's no way you can focus on what I'm saying. Okay. But the thing is, so in that situation, we're camping right? Our nervous systems are working for us. They're keeping us safe. They're like, is there a threat? Is there a threat? Is there a threat? Do I need to activate fight or flight Um, or freeze or faint? But that's more in the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so our nervous system isn't equipped for this world that we live in where we see bears all around us, but these bears are things like bright lights, loud sounds, meeting new people, Uh, even like worried or ruminating thoughts. So all of the stimulation is happening and our nervous system is constantly asking, is this a threat? Is this a threat? And so our nervous system hasn't adapted to this modern world that we live in, where when these things arise, we respond to these things, even our own thoughts, like they're a bear. Mm -hmm.
0: I feel like there are those daily threats, just like there are little things that I guess the word threat always feels really heavy. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's about something serious. You're being threatened. It's right. It's like when you get, um, you know, those, uh, weather forecasts on your phone. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's just like, it kind of tells you, oh my gosh, what should I be preparing for right now? And so really depending on the level of threat. Right. And so one of my practices is trying to notice how much am I being threatened right now and by something really, really big or about something that um, I maybe just need to think a little bit more about and work yeah. through in my mind.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: right. And so we're obviously all We're all faced with the pandemic. We're faced with sillier things, or I wouldn't even say silly, but like, you know, we were joking about like, Oh, and I, I shared this to Instagram just, I think it was just yesterday And it was just kind of like, oh, my friend texted me back, not in the way that they normally text me back. And then immediately it's like tailspin into like,
1: what's going on? They're angry with me.
0: They hate me. They don't want to be
1: my friend anymore. Right. Um, And, you know, I love that you brought up the friend thing, right? Because when we just think about it, we're like, Duh, like my friend's okay, my friend's not mad at me, you know, or why do I even care, right? But the thing is, is even stuff like meeting new people or people giving us dirty looks, like our nervous system interprets that as a threat because we feel safe in in community. We are safe in community usually right? Um, that's yeah. how we lasted. <laughs> we weren't all every man for himself and you know, the saber-toothed tigers would pick us all off. So even something like a friend not texting you back is a threat at the, you know, at the nervous system level, because it's like, oh my gosh, am I going to be shunned from the community? Right. And I'm,
0: I'm glad you brought in the fact that this is how we've survived. This is how beings are supposed to be. And so yeah. we hope that some of this, um, oversimplified uh, information about the nervous system, right? There's obviously so much reading you can do about um, your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous systems and when they're engaged and how to deal Mm -hmm. with it. Um, But hopefully some of these analogies can help you to either seek more information about the nervous system in the body and how it relates to your threats or anxiety, big or small. Mm Um, or just to help you put a label to your experience, which is what we're going to kind of talk about next. So like what changed for us when we learned about the physiology of our experience? Yeah. But we were, when we were able to say, oh, there's science behind what I'm experiencing. And I know for me, learning about my body's responses to, um, Various levels of stress and anxieties just at the forefront helped me to just validate my experience with something concrete like science. And then I had some power and agency um, to seek more information about how to practice caring for myself, which is going to be kind of what we talk about um, in a a bit about practicing self-compassion and caring for myself in the moment. And of course there's always a certain amount of trial and error in finding your go-to coping strategies. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely no foolproof or one size fits all. This is going to work every time my nervous system is, is out of whack. So overall I felt a super sense of comfort and knowing I have choices. I have power here over my physical body. So that's what changed for me
1: with learning about the science behind my experience. What about you? I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's once, you know, in the breath experiment, it's just a very quick experiment that shows you exactly what you said is that we do have some agency over our experience because just by changing your breath, you're changing how you feel, which is a huge shift. Now, like you just said, it doesn't always mean, oh, I do a long exhale and I'm going to feel better. Um, but, but also it does mean that, oh, I can do something to soothe my nervous system to make my, myself start to feel a little better. Um, and so, you know, one of the things for me, when I started to learn a little bit more about the nervous system and my physiological responses, not my psychological responses, um, it, it really, it really helped me feel like there was nothing wrong with me. That's ultimately what it was because with anxiety um, and with my body reacting and with my um, mind having ruminating thoughts and negative self-talk, like I always was like, what is wrong with me? Like my best friend, right? Like she could totally say like, yeah, that was like Abby's main question. What is wrong with me? (laughs) And when I learned um, about the nervous system and just like the very simplified version of like neuroscience and neurobiology, um, it helped me be like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. This is my body's way of trying to keep me safe. This is my mind's way of trying to keep me safe. And with that acknowledgement, it gave me like a little bit of separation so that I could think about, okay, what does my body need so I can show up and care for myself? Or what does my mind need? It's not like there's something wrong with my mind. It's like, oh, my mind is interpreting this moment as a threat, you know, like. Someone mm-hmm. said something mean about me or someone didn't return my phone call. And it's like, okay, now that I've realized that this is a threat to my nervous system, I can then show up for myself in a way to help me process it. Right.
0: So when you were just talking, it just made me think of when we feel safe and regulated and when we learn to practice, right, noticing when our nervous systems need a little bit of help, yeah. <laughs> Um And when we're able to say, all right, I'm soothed, I'm feeling okay, we're able to show up better for other people in our lives, specifically the children in our lives or whoever we're with, family, friends, whoever needs us in the moment, when we're at work or in any situation, right? When we're feeling good and we have a solid um, awareness and then self-compassion practice, which we're gonna talk about in a second, then we're able to help others to regulate. Right. And you had mentioned this in a previous episode, Yeah, just like co-regulating
1: with another person. That's really, you know, um, I I don't remember where I heard this um, and I didn't do the research ahead of time before saying this, but I, someone said once, you know, like nervous systems talk to each other, nervous systems interact Mm. with each other. Right. And so if you come into the place and you're a strong anchored nervous system, you can be a source of support for others with a dysregulated nervous system, you know, but also if you go into a place and your nervous system isn't very regulated and there's a lot of dysregulation going on, you know, there's like flickering lights and buzzing sounds and a lot of movement everywhere, then your nervous system can also become more dysregulated. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's this, like this co, like we can help co-regulate others and they can also help us, um, which really just, helps us all, (laughs) which means
0: everyone's good. (laughs) We're
1: all regulated nervous systems, regulated nervous systems.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love it. So we decided too, that we wanted to each share a little bit of like a moment in time when we felt some discomfort by feeling anxious and how we chose to show up for ourselves through, um, self-compassion practices and positive self-talk and all that good stuff that can help our nervous systems to get to a regulated place Mm -hmm. when they're acting up.
1: So Abby, why don't you lead us off on that? Okay. Um, (laughs) And we did not talk ahead of time about what our stories are gonna be. I know, I can't wait to hear yours. (laughs) You know, I had a hard time picking one. that's how you know, that's how you know we're anxiety warriors, right? It's like, oh man, I could literally tell you anything about any moment. Exactly. Of my there's, there's so many. And you know, so I guess, um, I guess I'll just share one and I'll probably judge myself afterwards for sharing this one instead of another one. And after you share your story, I'll be like, oh, I had a better story. And you know, Well, you we know. can share those to Instagram. Yeah. We'll, we'll share them <laughs> other ways. Um, exactly. But, So, okay, so, you know, I've shared a lot about, well, maybe just a little bit about how dating has always like spiked my anxiety. Um, And, you know, basically what happened was uh, around the age of 34, um, I got out of a long-term relationship and I had to start dating again. And that was terrible, right? And I, at that point I learned the physiology right, of my body, but I also didn't know attachment theory or attachment style, and so anyway, fast forward to, um, I learned about attachment style, I'm dating Dan, and um, it was early into our dating, and uh, I remember he went to go have dinner with an ex of his, and Mm. (laughs) threat, Threat alert, thread alert, <laughs> wham, wham. I feel the the red lights are flashing. And like, you know, I'm like, I'm a grown-up. This shouldn't bother me. I trust him. We have been very like full of communication and honesty and you know, and all of that, but still like I was edgy, like I was on edge. I just, I, none of my practices worked. Right. I decided I'm going to take myself on a date. And then I went and saw a movie and I didn't pay attention the entire movie. Right. And so (laughs) then I was like, okay, like I need to show up for myself. And so did up, taking a walk and, and putting my hand on my heart. This is like my go-to practice, like having my hand on my heart, but I also needed to move because I had this like, just like sense of doom, this sense of unease. Um, And, and I talked it out. I was talking out loud to myself and I was like, okay, you know, you're feeling really stressed out and anxious about this and you're uncomfortable. And, you know what? What do you need from this? Do we need to peel back the layers of why you feel uncomfortable? Do we need to like move forward? So I really just companion myself in the moment, you know. And honestly, like I was talking out loud to myself. I had my headset in. It looked like I was on the phone, but I was like, I need to process this out loud. Um, and I realized, you know, the, the biggest threat was like to be rejected and and abandoned and him leave me for his ex. And once I got to that point, it was like, well. That would be painful and that would suck, but I would still be okay. And so after that, like we ended up meeting up after, right. We saw each other that night and he was like, how are you? And I was like, I told him everything. I was like, listen, I was, I was having a hard time (laughs) with you going on this, like, you know, dinner, but you know, I was able to tell him all that. And like, listen, like I, I feel uncomfortable that I'm uncomfortable, but also like, I need to say these things because this is who I am, you know? And so really what happened was the the self-compassion was I took myself for a walk. I held my hand in my heart. I talked it through to really get to the core of what was bothering me and what I needed. And then the other part of the compassion was telling him my truth and speaking up for what, like what I needed him to hear. And that I'm not going to say, don't hang out with, you know, your exes. I'm not going to say that, but also I am going to say like, I'm probably going to have a hard time. And we're probably gonna have to have conversations afterwards where you reassure me that we're safe. Um, and he was just super loving and accepting throughout that whole process. Um, and I, because he showed up and he helped co-regulate and he listened and he reassured, um, you know, if he's ever hung out, don't think he's ever had dinner again, but no more <laughs>
0: dinner for Dan. No dinner.
1: Um, I don't think he's ever gone out to dinner again with this person, but um, even if he did, I think it would be less problematic for me because of everything I did in that moment.
0: Mm, I love it. I think, well, first of all, I think it's amazing that you were brave enough to tell him exactly what you went through that night, right? Because you could have <sighs> easily just said, You made it through you, you did all, you used all your tools and they helped right enough. But, and then you could have just said, all right, he's home. And we had a conversation about how his night went and it seemed pretty mild and everything's fine. I don't need to say anything else, but instead you were extremely open and vulnerable and Mm -hmm. that's amazing.
1: So I'm proud of you. Thanks. I I learned, you know, because I was dating in my, you know, mid to later thirties that, uh, I had to be all of me cause I didn't want to waste any more time. And so mm. I just felt like, I mean, this guy is a promising guy, but he needs to know, like when this stuff happens, I'm going to have <laughs> some discomfort and we're going to have to have conversations, but it'll get better. Reassure me and we're good. <laughs> so
0: it's yeah, me but for you, like,
1: you had that boundary, right?
0: Yeah. And, and you were, you told him exactly what you were experiencing and that is what healthy relationships need. Yeah. So I mean. You all right? Sunshine, I'll fingers. take them. All right. So um, let's hear
1: your story.
0: Mine is um, <laughs> it's I feel like it's it's I won't say less serious, but I have um, I've always had a uh, hypersensitivity to surroundings. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of sensory sensitivity. Yeah, and um, a lot of times when I'm in an overstimulating environment no matter what it is or what time of the day, it can sometimes really trigger a lot of physical symptoms in me and a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was something that ha- it, it was like maybe two months before the pandemic started. So it was, things were normal times or more normal. Um, I felt Bertha as we know, <sighs> is my anxiety name, bubbling up one day when I was waiting in line at the grocery store. Mm. It was late. Um, I had just come from teaching a full day of classes in Brooklyn, just mm. like, you know, six hours straight, probably like 10 classes um, with a short lunch break. And I was just dehydrated and I really, really had to pee. And I really wanted to just go home. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just thinking back, I remember pretty vividly, my body was really hot. My legs were restless, probably mm. because i needed to pee. <laughs> um, and then I was just, I let out like multiple outrage sighs mm-hmm. being in this long line. And of course the self-checkout, which is always my go-to was closed down for the evening, which I was like, are you kidding me right now? I just. And of course there's a bathroom there at the grocery store, but I was just like hell bent on just, I just want to get these few things I need. And I just want to go home. I don't want to have to take off my coat and drop all my groceries because now I suddenly have to pay. And it just felt like one thing on top of the other. And I just, I remember the hyper light sensitivity mm. and this woman's voice behind me was just getting to me. And it was just one thing after the other, yeah. right? It was just like thing on top of thing. Um, and so I felt like about, after about what felt like forever, but maybe it was like two to three minutes of just like a nightmare <laughs> misery. <laughs> yeah, I was flat out in a terrible mood at that point. I let out another really big sigh. And this one felt okay. Like for some reason, the big mm-hmm. sigh helped. And so I let out another big sigh and I'm sure the people around me, again, this was pre-pandemic and so nobody was worried about breathing right. or any <laughs> near people. And so, and the, in, in no one was super close to me. There was enough space between me and the people in front of me and behind me. But still, I let out these few big sighs and I was just like, what are you doing right now, Margo? <laughs> like, oh. why are you suffering on yeah. purpose? Hmm. There are things you can do right now to help yourself feel better. You've been saying to yourself for the last 30 seconds, how badly you have to be, why are you still on this line? (laughs) Right. And then, so, you know, I was just feeling super annoyed and frustrated and that's human and that's great. And so once I said to myself, what are you doing? Yeah. you know, I actually allowed my body signals to fully inform me right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I do need to pee. Yes. I'm frustrated and annoyed Right, acknowledging my feelings, not just my emotional feelings, but my physical feelings. That yeah.
1: I mm-hmm. Needing to
0: use the restroom. And so then I was like, okay, I have choices here, right? I, I don't have to keep standing on this line. I can leave this line right now and maybe everything will change or maybe yeah. they won't. Right. And so I left the line. I parked my cart right next to the bathroom, went to the bathroom. I came out feeling like a new woman. Yes, <laughs> I was completely, I was like smiling at the guy stocking the milk. And I, I mean, cause it's, well, the bathroom's right next to like the dairy section. So I was like, hello, good sir. Great to see you. Thanks for doing a great job. I don't know where that accent came from. I apologize anyway. So, but I felt so much better and it was just like the silliest thing. And so. Yeah just being able to acknowledge how I felt, Mm -hmm. take full inventory of my body, asking myself, what do I actually need right now? Am I really just, is it really just that it's been a long day and I I wanna feel irritated by everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. And even though it's sensory overload in here for me right now, do I not have any choices? Of course not. I have some choices that I can make. I'm the one keeping myself caged a little bit in this experience. And so after asking myself, what do I need? Taking what I need, yeah, especially if it's as simple as going to the bathroom that's right there in the store. It's not even like I had to get someplace else because there was no bathroom in this place. So I know this is, your story was all like hyper emotional about like your relationship (laughs) and your fiance. And I'm just like, girl had to pee online. I (laughs)
1: relate to this on so many ways. Like, so the first thing is like, I have had that too where I'm in a place and I'm just, holding it in. Right. But I love that you were like, why wouldn't you just go? Because I think that I would still have been standing in the line, suffering, holding it in. Like, like I've done that before too, but not yeah, in this moment. And that's in why it came, it
0: came to me. I remembered it. I'm like, yeah.
1: yeah, it's like, why, you know, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like when, like having anxiety, there's always just this level of discomfort right? Mm-hmm. And then things keep layering on. And so like, you got to pee is just part of the discomfort of being a human with anxiety. Like, just let it go. Ignore it. But I love, like, for me, that was an aha moment. Like, <laughs> I probably would have stood there and suffered. Like, but you were like, no, wait, I have a choice in this. Yeah. Right. And you did it. Like you, and I did it. Your I took and you... what I need. Yeah. I That's it. That. That's yeah. it.
0: So, so practicing self-compassion, big, big, Anxiety warrior tip.
1: Yeah, because also like if you're with someone else and they're like, oh, I got to pee. What would you say to them? Go, Go pee. pee. Exactly, <laughs> right? And that's what self-compassion is. It's like you
0: being compassionate to other people, kind of like what we have, we've talked about before. It's just like you get taught from a young age, to take care of each mm-hmm. other, take mm-hmm. care of other people. And there's less conversations about taking care of yourself, offering yourself the same compassion you would expect from a loved one. Yeah. Or even yeah. a total stranger. I'm sure the total stranger behind me was probably like, this lady seems irritated. She's exhaled like 10 times. Right. She's, She's bouncing around. Legs. Her legs are shaking. That's right. the pee
1: dance. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. I'll hold your spot in line. Just go pee. <laughs> like- and
0: you know what? I'm sure she might have because the line was that long. Yeah. <laughs> but Damn. still, or maybe she wouldn't have. But either way, I, I realized I had some agency and I was able to offer myself when I needed. And then I felt so much better. And a lot of my anxiety was able to go away with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah. my gosh. So I love that. And then I also just have a question because you talked about, um, you know, being very impacted by the space that you're in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can totally relate to that. Like, I definitely feel overwhelmed, like, especially like in places with, you know, fluorescent lighting and lots of noise and all that. But so Um, Have you ever had it where maybe there's like four people total, you're one of the four people, and the conversations end up going diagonally across. So like, you somehow end up talking across to the other person, and then the other two people are having a, a conversation across. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't do that. I feel like, so I feel like the conversations get mixed in the middle and I literally can't have a conversation if it's a diagonal conversation.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm totally with you there. Cause then I wind up me or usually it's Adam next to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, and then he's like yelling at the person diagonal from him, and I'm yelling at and We're both, we're all competing for airspace to have different conversations. Yeah. And I want to look at him and be like, shh. Right,
1: and right. he probably wants to
0: do the same to me. And I'm yeah. sure that the you know whoever we're with, it, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, that's totally like one of those like sensory there. things where yes. I'm like, does anyone else relate to the diagonal conversation and the challenges? Like, I just can't. At some point, I'm like, no, I'm done, I'm done. Right, and like, let's just leave dinner. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I like pretend that I hear something interesting the other people said, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. So I can right, stop so we can all the have done. a conversation. <laughs> yes.
0: Right. Yes. <laughs> Love it. This will be this will be a good topic for another day. Maybe we'll do a whole sensory sensitivity (laughs) topic. I think that's a good one.
1: I love it. All right. So win of the (laughs) week. Win of the week.
0: We need a sting for win of the week. Yeah, we need to get a sting like. Yeah, something silly. It's the like win that. of the week. <laughs> All right. So, I, Abby, did our first win of the week in our last episode. So, I'm going to do the win of the week this week. Mm-hmm. So, this one was um, thankfully I didn't have to think too hard. Like, because again, we've talked about the pressure of like, oh no, I have to, I'm the one that has to come up with something this week. And this one was really easy. Um, a little over a year ago, I committed to myself that I was going to be starting a whole bunch of new workout programs. Like, I wanted to just challenge my body. And, um, you know, yoga all the time, teaching all the time, but I'm like, I really want to do step out of my comfort zones Mm -hmm. and do, um, do some, some different kind of workout programs. And so since I started them, I always would see them through, right? It was the kind of thing where like, even if I wasn't loving it to death, I was going to finish the program, Mm. whether it was three weeks or 90 days, Mm -hmm. I was going to make it through. And stay committed. And it worked out well overall, uh, overall until just the last couple of months, I have been doing this 80 day program that I was just fully hating. (laughs) And my normal excitement to tackle the day's workout every day was replaced by a ton of anxiety, Mm, lots of procrastinating, mm. or just skipping the workout altogether. And that was, and then I wound up feeling bad about myself because I would skip a day and I really didn't want to. Um, and I just wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy. And then this week I was again, like, like with the peeing online with the P I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I continuing to do something that's not making me happy? I'm ignoring how I feel. And for 60, 60 days of my life yeah. out of 80, I was that's super unhappy with my with my workouts. And for what, who right. was I trying to impress myself? I was supposed to be doing this stuff to help me feel good about myself, to be feel good on the inside. So, you know, what the F Yeah. (laughs) And on Sunday? So Sunday night I was just decided. I'm like, nope, no more. I'm done. And then on Monday morning, we're recording on a Wednesday. Monday morning, I woke up and said, I am starting a whole new program. And so it's only been three days and I am so much happier. It's so much better. And so, oh, it's like a breath of a sigh of another sigh, long sigh from me of relief. And, but I was just proud of like, all right, I should have done this weeks and weeks ago. Yes. I didn't, but I can move forward now. It's fine. So that was That's, my big win this week.
1: I love it. I I mean, I, I find it so funny. Like b- both your stories are like, I just need to push through. I made a commitment. I made a right. decision. And then yeah. it's like, and I can totally relate. Like all the time I do that. It's like, no, I said, I'm doing this. Now I need to do it, even though I'm miserable. Exactly. Right. And I love that you're like, wait a second.
0: Why am doing I doing this? <laughs> like
1: <laughs> what am I doing Who, this for? <laughs> who's in charge of me? I'm yeah. in charge of me. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm I'm sending you some twinkles. Yay, send them to myself. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I love it.
0: All right. Well, we All are right. so excited to be wrapping up this episode. And I just hinted yep. a little bit at what next week will be about, which is pushing those comfort zones mm-hmm. just a little bit. Taking a little and step outside. A little sometimes a little toe, sometimes a whole leg, or even jumping in. So we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that next week. Yeah, and um, we would love to hear from you. Right, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about the nervous system today. We talked a little bit about what it feels like to experience those simple or or big daily threats that often occur in our mind or body, yeah. um, and how we might practice compassion towards ourselves. So, yeah. if you have a similar story or anything you want to share with us, please reach out on Instagram mm-hmm. or um, send us an email. We'd love to hear what's what's going on with you all. Yeah. So yes, please. I would love to hear from you. Abby would love to hear from you. You can find us at anxiety warriors podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at anxiety at gmail.com. And we have 12 five-star reviews Thank on you. Apple podcast. Thank you oh, so fun. much. Um, but we would love to get some more of those who doesn't want more great reviews. And so if you're here listening and you're enjoying the pod please consider leaving us a review or just smash that five-star rating. You don't even have to write anything if you don't want to. But just the, writing brings, the brings writing brings us, us
1: joy. It brings us joy.
0: And you love us. You want us to be happy and we want you to be happy. And so we, we want to hear from you about anything you want to share. And um, we would be honored to receive an amazing review from you all.
1: Yes. And that's it. Thank you. Thanks. We look forward to hearing from you all. We want to really hear about these threats and how you can have compassion for yourself. And uh, we just want to thank you for going on this journey with us. We are really, really so grateful you all are here.
0: Yes. We love you warriors till next time.